The following Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast is based on real events from the history of American crime. Some of this imagery might be upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. Tonight, we're supposed to record another session of Strength Check, but for a variety of different reasons, what you're going to hear isn't the usual stuff that you're used to with us. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this show and its purpose once we transitioned away from my doing, like, this weird commentary and kind of experimenting with the podcast space to making it into an actual play show, and... You know, the whole reason why we started this, or I started this, or Mark and I started this, was because of Play for Progress, which was our plan to launch something here locally in northeastern Pennsylvania in the community using D&D and potentially other tabletop games to work with kids who had either past criminal justice involvement or substance use issues or who had been bullied or who had parents who were incarcerated or who were vulnerable in some other way, and to use the game, or the games, I suppose, um, from a sort of applied RPG standpoint to help them build or rebuild social capital and trust and social skills and really help them out in a variety of different ways. And that project locally bottomed out. Um, I'm not sure if I've talked about it on the show in the past or not, but um, basically everything that could have gone wrong went wrong with it, and we ended up not being able to launch. Um, Strength Check was supposed to be sort of a way to hype up the work that we were doing and a way to kind of stick my neck out a little bit and try to raise money for what we were doing. Um, But because the local stuff never happened, or hasn't happened yet, I should say, this show just kind of became its own weird thing, right? And uh, put a lot of work into building the setting and had a lot of fun with it. Um, I had never met uh, Dan or Mike or Ree before we started playing this game, and I think the party gelled really well. Um, (laughs) Excuse the notification from Lenovo. Uh, Thank you again, Lenovo. Lenovo, if you'd like to sponsor the show... uh, I'd appreciate it. Your boy could use the help. <laughs> That's a no. So, in any event, everything with Backfire is, is incredible, but the problem is is that there are, you know, 75,000 other D&D podcasts and YouTube shows and live streams and all of this stuff, and I can't really justify keeping our show going because there's nothing that really makes us stand out, especially among a, a, you know, in a world of shows that are, uh, people are doing this as their livelihood, right? I have a hard time justifying keeping going 
now that we're not really directly drawing stuff for play for progress anymore we haven't gotten any donations and like nine or ten months um and that's not my trying to beg anybody for money um it's just a matter of fact right so we're hoping to record tonight just a quick session to transition away from backfire into whatever the new version of this podcast is going to be it's still going to be a game play for progress is not dead um by any means uh, i have met uh, a new batch of students at my university who are interested in, in helping help me work on a, a gamification project and figure out what we can do for students at our university um, using games to help out help them out uh, and also help me learn and experiment with ways of using games to teach the material that I'm interested in um, which my research background for the last 15 years has really been about violence and the different ways that violence affects people. Lately, I've been really interested in political violence um, and how violence can be used as a way to create social change up to and including like revolutionary movements historically. So I think what Strength Check is going to become is sort of two different things, right? Um, I have put together an amazing group of people, um, all academics, who are interested in playing a game. Um, it may be D&D, it may be kids on bikes. We joked around um, about coming up with a hybrid, like elves on bikes kind of a thing, and experimenting with that as a way to teach our material, teach all of our different um, backgrounds. And it's an amazing group of people. I'm hoping that Dan and Mike will still be involved with that, but no pressure, guys, if you don't want to. Um, and then I think just with... You know, I've known Carlos and Griff for 25 years, and I really want to keep playing with them. And I think we've got really hilarious ideas. And so I think I can do something that's more traditional D&D based um, just for the three of us and anybody else who wants to join in just to mess around and maybe have a more lighthearted kind of a thing that is also allows me then to kind of play around with some of the teaching stuff that I want to do. So maybe we will find a way to bring revolution to Faerun. But uh, that said, I'm going to hit pause on this recording now and try to set up a call to see if anybody wants to play tonight. If nobody is available right now, that's fine. This will just be a six and a half minute long episode, I guess. Let's find out. Okay, so we're recording now. We left off last time with most of the party in this weird dungeon uh, in the underneath looking for something for uh, a storm giant named Shay. And I think everybody was there except for Alos. Alos was at Hamilton that night <laughs> and could not... <laughs> <laughs> he was, it was but he, it was a one night, one it, night only event that backfire. Yeah, I mean the backfire version is told from Aaron Burr's perspective, uh, <laughs> and and uh, it's a polka. So, makes <laughs> makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you know, it probably would be. And so, uh, playing tonight, uh, we have uh, Carlos and Griff are here. So we've got Percy Gritz. Um, back in action, um, and Nim is here as well. Uh, 
I think we left off. Um, I know that we we fucked around with a door a lot. <laughs> there, there, a lot of time yeah, spent. Yeah, a lot of time on that door. Yeah, very similar to in 2001, the, the gorillas trying to figure out the obelisk. <laughs> my man Tom Conmey and his mission to figure out <laughs> what's going on with the door. And there were some, some uh, not grenades, but some alchemist fire, I think, was thrown. Some, some grenade-like stuff was thrown at some knights. Fought some knights, messed around with some doors, and you got you were left off at, at a room that you went into, and there was a a moat about what do we say eight feet across, eight or ten feet across, very deep, very thick, sludgy water. And the party was debating um, whether or not to try to cross that or backtrack to to go exploring more, and as you are. Uh, talking about this and debating what to do this massive disembodied hand emerges from the wall <laughs> and it grabs Solar I mean this this hand is, is probably 7 feet tall grabs Solar and just starts slowly dragging him back towards the wall roll initiative oh whoa oh man here we go. Here we, here we go, dice. It's been a while, y'all, Dusty. Oh, that's I, I have so assisted sad. 24. Okay. I have a 12. Alright, so Percy is gonna go first. I wrote down from our, our one shot, the last episode that aired, uh, all four hours of it, Mark put out and put together for us. I just wrote down, Kobold Queen is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> So, she's got to come back at some point. Uh, quick notes about this hand. Yep. Uh, from what person can see, is it transparent? Or does it look like it's just emerging from the walls? Uh, it's not transparent. Okay. Um, it's a corporeal hand. Alright, uh, let's throw a dagger at it. Near okay. the wrist to... Uh, that's a 12. That hits. That hits? Yep. Alright. The big ass hand. Giant hand. <laughs> dagger dagger hits for 7. Okay. And I'm going to use my uh, two-hand, two-weapon fighting. Okay. Because I have another dagger. Percy has another dagger. And since this is a light weapon... He's going to go for it again. Okay. That is uh, 17 to hit. That hits. Okay. I dropped my dice in the wrong spot. Where is it? And then it hits for another 7. Alright. The hand is up next. Uh, It continues to pull... Did you have more to do? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, It continues continues to pull... Uh, Solar and you so it, it it takes the dagger shots you see it kind of flex it hits him for it hits him for some damage <laughs> a little bit of damage uh, you hear Solar 
kind of grunt out in pain. Um, he's being kind of bear hugged by this enormous hand. Um, and it's pulling him closer to the wall. Uh, Nim is up. Alright, so Nim sees this giant hand. He realizes things are getting out of hand. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. He's... He I gotta, pulls out his quarterstaff. I gotta put a content warning on this episode. <laughs> Jeez. Come <laughs> over. Uh, he's gonna pull out his quarterstaff and he's gonna run up to the hand and he's gonna just try to whack it. Okay. That is a 26. I'm pretty sure that hits. Yeah. 1d6 plus 5. Uh, that's 11. Okay. With his bonus action, he is then going to disengage and come back uh, about 20 feet. So he, like, runs and hits it, and then, like, runs mm-hmm. back so he can't get him. <laughs> All right. You run up, you uh, give it a good wrap across the knuckles. <laughs> and retreat um, and a second hand um, comes out of the opposite wall and it grabs Dak what the <laughs> and starts pulling pulling Dak away uh, okay <clears throat> and uh, you see it um see it flex on him um, and he takes some damage. Percy's back up. Alright. Well, it's getting real. So, if D&D and Beyond would let me get to my spells... It couldn't it, be any easier. It, it can be if, if my damn iPad doesn't work. Strength Tech is sponsored by Microsoft Surface. <laughs> get a Surface for when your iPad doesn't work. Alright, since, uh, since I can't get the spells... Wait, this whole thing just freeze on me? No. Okay, I can't get the spell, so I'm gonna do, uh... Right, let's see. Let's, uh, pivot and go to crossbow. Okay. To try at least get Solar out of here. So, crossbow, uh, 12, is that it? Yep. Okay. 8 plus 4 for 12. Okay. Alright, uh, it's still up. Ah, so I'm <laughs> the hand pulls Solar through the wall and Solar disappears. Uh, oh shit. Never seen that before. <laughs> Did uh, anything anything of uh, Solar's fall to the ground? Or was everything just wet? Everything is gone. And there's no uh, there's no hole in the wall. It's like the wall is still exactly how it looked. Wait, so the hand went so Nim's up, right? Uh, yep. Nim is up. Yeah, sorry about that. So, take a look around. You notice the hands. <laughs> the hand just took Solar. Mm-hmm. As gone. Nim's not really dealing well with that. That just makes no sense to him right now. But he does realize that Dak is being taken by another hand. Mm-hmm. So he dashes over to that side. 
and he tries to whack it again. He won't whack this this hand instead. Okay. See that that helps. Uh, eight plus seven, fifteen. That hits. And it was two hands that he tried to hit it, so it's gonna be a D eight instead. So that's five plus five, so ten. Okay. Um. Yeah. Another wrap across the knuckles. Uh. I mean, you're hurting it. Um. You know, you you know, your shots are connecting, but it it doesn't seem to be slowing anything down. Um. There's another reflexive uh, flex by the hand. Dak takes another chunk of damage. Um. That hand is up, and it continues to pull pull Dak towards the opposite wall. At this point, Zephira. Um, who had been stunned, I think, by these massive <laughs> uh, disembodied zombie hands. She uh, reaches into her pack and she takes out this object and it, it looks like a, a simple like candlestick holder. And she, she does some kind of magic that ignites the, the wick on the candle and you see her concentrate on it for a moment and a not a fireball but a a line of fire 15 feet long emerges from the candle and hits the hand uh um singeing it unfortunately also singeing Dak a little bit in the process too um but not enough that that it gets him to let it gets the hand to let him go Percy is up. Okay. So. Hand's still going. Percy's pissed. And with this anger comes a bit of a more recollection of exactly what he's capable of. (laughs) (laughs) So. We're going to cast Thunder Wave against that hand. Okay. Oh. It has to make a... Well, shit. I rolled a... Eight. But it has to make a... It's a, it's a self-range. It has to make a constitution save of 13. Okay. It did not make it. Okay, so that's 2d8. Five plus... Six. Eleven. Okay. Does it hit everything in that... In the radius of it? Uh, just, just the creature. Okay. So it's going directly for her. In like a cube. Yeah. Right for the hand. Okay. So we'll say that Dak is shielded. I mean, he he wouldn't be able to do anything. I think the... I think the meat of the hand would absorb all of it. But it is going to flex on him again. Let me take some more damage. Oh man, he's turning into finger food, huh? Oh. oh boy. <laughs> Just get him in. Get him in. <laughs> that's, that's what the hand's gonna do. <laughs> Nim is up. Is the debt like is is it taking damage to the point that we know it's actually affecting the hand? Uh it's taking damage. Um we'll make a perception check. I'm super good at this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, 
that, Tony. <laughs> I hope you can roll more of those. Well, it's yeah. doing. <laughs> I mean, it's doing damage, but you're not doing anything to get it to to uh, let go. Uh, and the speed it's moving, uh, you're pretty sure that you're not going to be able to get it to... I mean, what you're doing now isn't going to work. Okay, so that's not working. He's getting dragged to the wall. From where the hands are emerging, are they coming... Okay, so like, we came out, we were looking directly at the moat, right? Mm-hmm. Are the hands coming from back the way we came, or from nope. the sides? Uh, from the sides. Okay. Yep. So, let's see. I'm gonna do a cast uh, detect magic. Okay. Uh, so. it's <laughs> there's all kinds of magic around. There's a lot of magic. Uh, you're getting well, magic off of the. Uh, immediately <laughs> thirty feet. Yep. Okay. What a, what is Percy seeing? That's emitting magic in the room. The hand. <laughs> Just the hand. Not the, the wall. Hand. Not anything around the wall. Uh, not some sort of torch or something. Not a brick. Nothing like that. Uh, he would see magic and... Uh, I think he would see magic coming from the hand and kind of like a tether between the hand and the wall. Um, and, and if he's looking towards Zephira, he would see magic coming from her candle. Um, but towards on the side that uh, where Solar went, um, he doesn't see anything. Okay. That just that is not pinging at all. Okay. Um, oh, here's one. The hands they're they're pulling them. Mm-hmm. They look like do they look like Shays? No. Okay. Nope. I want to have Percy go back to the door mm-hmm. and see if there's any way to, uh, there's rooms connecting to either side. Uh, yeah, there's the room that uh, you came back through. Um, and as you uh, go towards that room, you see three skeletons coming towards you. One of them, and I have to make this really obvious because I'm not sure if you guys have gotten the reference yet and <laughs> just haven't told me. Uh, one of the skeletons has a big key in its ribcage. <laughs> and the skeletons are kind of walking. They're doing like a weird side-to-side shuffle <laughs> um, with swords up in the air. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> okay, so Percy comes back and he just goes, there's skeletons coming, three of them. And one of them has a key in a ribcage. So then he's just got his, like, quarter staff, and he realizes that hitting the hand's not going to do a damn thing. Mm-hmm. He's almost, he, he, he just almost looks at Dak, like, waves to him, <laughs> shrugs his shoulders, like, I don't know what you want, buddy. I don't know what's going on. He turns his attention to Percy. All right, so, uh, Percy isn't fooling around anymore, so we're going to go... <laughs> Uh, with hey, <laughs> much like much like Orange Cassidy, Percy's gonna try now. <laughs> this is how it goes. Uh, start taking people through walls. Uh, demeanor changes, so we're gonna go with crossbow with the skeleton with the sword, uh, key rather in the ribcage because that's happening. Uh, crap. Eleven does not hit. Alright, crossbow whiffs. 
and then he's gonna take. We can, uh, we can say that the bullet just goes like whistling right through the skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> he was going for a, a headshot and just off oh. a little bit. So yeah, so he's gonna disengage and back up and get some space. Okay. All right, Nim. Well, now I've got some some new targets to go aim after. Um, he's all gung ho right now. Mm-hmm. Nim's just gonna go right towards the closest one to him. And just whack him with that quarterstaff. Okay. Uh, and I do not think ten hits. Does not. So he's just gonna be like, ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> Sugar honey iced tea. Ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> uh, okay. The hand pulls Dak through the wall, and Dak is gone. <laughs> Seeing that, Zafira. Um, is going to use uh, her full action uh, to get out of that room um, and uh, rush at skeletons. She's going to attack it with Eldritch Blast, I think. Yeah. Uh, Which hits and rocks one of the skeletons. Um, you see, like, this bolt of almost, like, magical electricity uh, hit the skeleton, and he kind of, like, does a, a really exaggerated, like, like, like he's being electrocuted kind of <laughs> thing, and some spare bones kind of fly out, um, but it doesn't kill it, or re-kill it, I guess. Um, but it's, it's badly, badly wounded. Mm-hmm.